0: Thank mm-hmm. you. How are you doing? I'd start off, Jeremiah, by saying one thing, and this isn't my quote. I have to attribute this to Tom Dutra. He always says, tough times don't last, tough people do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sounder at Heart podcast. I am Jeremiah O'Shan. Joining me today... on another long long list of people I've been dying to talk to for this podcast, Wes Burdine. uh, You may know him as the owner of the world famous soccer bar, uh, Blackheart of St. Paul. He's also a founder of Minnesota Aurora of the USL's W League, which has like one of the coolest crests I think I've seen uh, in a long time. But more relevantly to this conversation, he's a a big Minnesota United guy uh, who is the next Sounders game. The Sounders are playing on – the weekend on, uh, so yeah, thanks for, thanks for coming on Wes. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. So Minnesota is off to a great start. Uh, this is a team that the Sounders have an interesting history with, uh, which, you know, it's, it's been mostly one-sided in terms of results, but the most recent result was a huge win for, for Minnesota, uh, that is the most. I think it's the most recent one. Have we played since then? Since you ended our thirteen-game unbeaten streak to start the season last year, um, we played since then. I don't
1: know. To be wait, when did you guys beat us in the play? I don't. It's COVID, man. That I was no. Yeah, I know that was, history. that was so that was before ago. that.
0: Yeah, that was two years ago. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I I don't believe so. I I think that that's we have the uh the upper hand here now because we're the big giants and yeah. uh and we've we've slain slain the, the Sounders.
0: Yeah, because we had been getting a lot of uh, a lot of of mileage out of Adrian Heath having never beaten the Sounders in his in his coaching history. And now that's over. We don't get to we don't get to talk about that anymore. Yeah, he, he um he finally has one up on, on Schmitzer. Yeah, exactly. So it's been a good start though for Minnesota United. Two oh and two. Is this is this a, has have they really turned the corner this time? I know, you know, uh Last year they were they were weighed down by not I don't think under they didn't know how to handle high expectations because Adrian didn't know who he could rail against MLS soccer for doubting him and it <laughs> yeah yeah now
1: and now the realtors are back to uh, they're back to doubting him so he he's feeling good it right. is I think in in my memory I think it's the best start from Minnesota United um, since they became Minnesota United. Um, it, it certainly has been a really positive start, and I think largely most of us uh, who, who talk about the team are kind of buoyed by the fact that they haven't really looked great yet, but they're getting results, right? So in, in the past, they, they've kind of uh, struggled to get those results when they're not uh, firing on all cylinders, and um, right now their, their defense looks good. And the offense just—we uh, haven't figured out who that striker who is, who's going to finally put the ball in the back of the net. Um, Reynoso is one of the best playmakers in the league, but he needs—he definitely cannot shoot, and he needs someone else to put it in there. So we have not uh, been—we've not been prolific in our goal scoring by any account, and so that's really the question. And if we can get that going, if Luisa Maria can start. Uh, living up to, I think, some of the expectations that some fans have of him, then we could see a team that that I think is legit. I think that they should be a a three or four team in the West, and that shouldn't be
0: a a debate. Yeah, they they seem to have the talent to do that. Uh, Like you said, like you alluded to, four goals scored only in four games, but only two goals allowed, which is obviously Mm -hmm. uh, very helpful when you're only allowing two goals. Uh, Dane St. Clair seems like he's been, I don't know, is he the starter now? What's going on with goalkeeper? He's been great in a few games. Yeah. Dane
1: obviously, you know, had an amazing game a couple weeks ago against the New York Red Bulls where he came in for um, uh, b- because of an illness. Uh, and so he stood on his head, saved a penalty, made a, a bunch of amazing saves and helped us pull out a kind of unbelievable lucky win in New York at the Red Bulls and it's pretty hard to take the best take a a guy who you know had the best keeping game in Minnesota United history and and then put him back on the bench and so he he's now he played then the next game I think going forward it's his job to lose we've done that quite a lot with with our keepers where you know we we basically um let the it, it, unless the keeper has a bunch of howlers, then we keep them let them go and we let the two the fact that we have two really good uh goalkeepers, we let them fight it out. And and so I, I think Dane is gonna be our guy there. And he still has some ways to go as a as a goalkeeper, but he's he certainly showed a lot in that last match.
0: Yeah, it's been it's been an interesting, he's an interesting character in the in the world of, of MLS goalkeepers because it seems like <laughs> Whenever, whenever he is mentioned on the net, like whenever we hear about him from a national perspective, it's like this guy just had a, an amazing game. And yet you look at his stats at the end of the year and it's like, Oh, but he only started X number of games. Yeah. Uh, is that, is that, are, are we, are we only seeing his, his high points and and like those low points or something that are out there uh, or is it just that he can't secure the starting job for whatever reason that isn't always obvious to, those of us observing on the outside.
1: Yeah, he, there definitely are low points that I think people have, have missed. He, he's had a, a few howlers in there, just the way that um, just about every goalkeeper has those. Uh, I think you can see times where you can see where he needs to develop in terms of his distribution, maybe his coming out or his crossing. Um, it, that Some of that is a little bit obvious. The other thing that you often get is some of these players only really get chances when – um, when, you know, you're missing like seven other players. And so, and it's just one of those games where you see, uh, rando Doug taking the field. And, and so the, the goalkeeper comes in, it's his, it's his chance. And then, you know, he's set up to fail because you don't have a, a lot of great players around him. Uh, in this case, you know, he came in, he, they had basically a full squad otherwise, and he's, he's shown well. So I, I think that he's still not the finished deal. Um, but he's also not a kid anymore. He's 24, right. I think, and so so it, it's time for him to really get the spot. And I hope that he can he can really take it because he is a really good guy. He's um, a big part of uh, um, the Black Players for Change and uh, and being a part of the Black community in the Twin Cities, which has been obviously post uh, George Floyd and the uprisings, has been been really great for us to see some of those players step up and really be a part of, of the community and, and uh,
0: part of the healing. And he's Canadian, right? Yes. Yeah. And has he gotten into the Canadian national team much? Uh, I, yeah, you're quizzing me here. Um,
1: he's played a couple times with them. He, he definitely is uh, third the third string for oh, okay. the Canadian so, team. But he's currently called up. He is with the squad right now. Oh,
0: he is. Okay. Uh, so one of the players that is very close to the heart of – Seattle soccer fans is Hassani Dotson. He is a, a federal way, a, a child of federal way, grew up here. Uh, never really got involved with the Sounders organization, sort of like one of those players who, who got away from the Sounders for one reason or another. What's going on with uh, Dotson these days?
1: Dotson is back to being just shuffled around the pitch because we're missing our fullbacks. And so he has to play right back for us now. He it looked like he was going to be the starter in midfield with Will Trap, um, then we signed this absolute um, giant of a Honduran named uh, Kervin Ariag- Ariaga. Um, we we call him Kerma uh, but or at least I do. <laughs> but um, but uh, and and Kervin has been superb in the midfield. Will Trap is is a, a, a great um, solid rock uh, uh, midfielder as well. So Hassani really has to step up this year. In the past, he's got to show that he is. A central midfielder and can play all those parts. We we obviously know he scores bangers. Um, we know he's got pace. Uh, he's he's got a lot of really good attributes, but um, he kind of goes walkabout sometimes in midfield and wants to be pushing forward a lot. And I think that he this year, you know, especially with the amount of um, uh, kind of really good depth that we have. In, in that position, he's got to really, uh, again, like, like Dane, he's really just got to show like, all right, are you ready to be a starter in this league and lock down the central midfield position in, in a, in a pretty good team? You know, obviously we're not um, the, the the best in the league, but I think that we're pretty good and we've got some pretty good players around him. And so he's got to um, show that he's ready for that. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I think that he's not going to be there and sometimes he shows it. and And I think that, he might live up to that dream. I saw in the, the athletic article where they did the survey of directors of soccer at all the MLS teams, that there was one coach, one director of soccer who said that um, when asked if there's one player you would build the team around, he said, it's Sonny Dotson. And oh. I think Minnesota United might want to go find whoever that is and, and see if he'll pay for
0: <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. He's an interesting player. And, it, and it's like, cause on one hand, I, I think like, how did the Sounders miss on this guy? But on the other, it's hard for me to come to any conclusion other than I don't know where he'd be playing even if the Sounders had brought him in because he's not really a fullback. He hasn't really like shown the consistency as a central midfielder. He's clearly a very good soccer player. Uh, it's just like finding a position that he can really excel at. And so part of me is just happy that he's getting playing time and a lot of playing time uh, for Minnesota. But I can also see how coaches would struggle to figure out where you put him. Uh, he's sort of like in, in, you know, it's a similar problem that Christian Roldan has, except for Christian Roldan is, has kind of like refined himself to be good enough to start at a bunch of positions, even over good players, but I don't need to, he, he's right. a very similar player to Christian Roldan, uh, sort of like a poor man's Christian Roldan. I think in any case, it sounds like we would expect, we can expect to see Hassani in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I think it, it largely depends on um, where he'll be needed. Ramon Metnir doesn't look like he's back. He's our, our right fullback, and that's where Hassani has been filling in. Now, of course, Hassani had a very difficult game against the New York Red Bulls in that position where he, um, he gave up one uh, penalty because of a handball, and he should have been called for another one, but then I think the uh, – The ref was being nice to him and, uh, and he got away with it, but it was not his greatest game as fullback.
0: Yeah. uh, That, that does seem to be the challenge, I guess, with, with him. Uh, Another player who has tormented the Sounders in the past, Emmanuel Reynoso. Uh, He seems to be off to a little bit of a slow start. Uh, What's going on with Reynoso these days?
1: Yeah, his numbers aren't quite there largely because of the attack around him. Um, Minnesota has struggled to get a number nine in front of him that is going to just really put in uh goals. You know, ever since Christian Ramirez left, I don't think we've had a striker put in double digit goals. Um, and so now we've got um people in front of him who we think it might work um the people around him uh especially with robin lud to the right of him uh, are really really good rinosa's been pretty decent so far this season but he just hasn't you know when you when you're putting in uh expected assists and people are not putting it away it's, it's pretty tough um but yeah you know he also is someone who he struggles to keep up the same level of um Kind of uh, work rate when it seems like the team isn't working around him, then he kind of shrinks to the to the level and uh, maybe can't, uh, maybe isn't quite pushing the team to be as brilliant as him. He's not getting them to to rise up always to to his level, but he continues to be. I think um, I know obviously I'm biased, but I think probably one of the top three
0: playmakers in in the league. Yeah. I mean, he's clearly, the, he has the talent for that. I don't think there's any, any question about that. Uh, the the one thing that I feel like is constant uh, with Minnesota is sort of a revolving door seemingly at the number nine spot. Uh, Adrian Heath, I know at one point had sort of fashioned himself as a, as like some savant at identifying the striker whisperer. They yeah. I think I, I, <laughs> I thought that was what the term was. Uh, and yet, no team. I don't think any team in the league has had the level of has like, when you look at the resources that have been put forward into the number nine spot and the results that they've gotten out of those spots and the sort of rotating door of one international after another, uh, really, I guess, since Christian Ramirez, what's going on there? Have you finally found one? It looks like maybe you have.
1: Yeah. Currently our strike, uh, force looks like, um, Luis Amarillo, um, who is, uh, you know, we, he was with the team on loan a couple of years ago during COVID got injured. Um, but during the time when he wasn't injured, looked really good, great movement, really good at at, at finally putting the ball away. He looks a lot like Mark McGrath, which is kind of a negative on his side. We actually, his singer, Mark McGrath. Yeah. He looks like Mark McGrath, the singer, go look it up. And, um, (laughs) he, uh, he, he, uh, um, we actually call him sugar Ray, uh, as in, uh, spelling it like emmanuel Reynoso. um i like it i like it all right there you go um so he i think that he is going to be very good in this league he um quite famously said to when he came to the team years ago that he was going to score 25 goals he went on to only score three goals that year and so when he came back this year he's working off um a debt and now i believe he only owes us Nineteen goals. I've, I've I've got to look up the official tally of what uh, what he owes us. It's right next to my student <laughs> loan debt. to keep around here. Um, and then behind him is uh, um, Abu Denladi, who we he was our first number one draft pick when we came into the league, and um, and then he left to go to Nashville, and now he's back. And weirdly, behind him is this guy Adrian Unu, who is a French striker. We paid, I think two and a half million for him. He came from Stade Rene um, and was never a, um, a super Liga, um goal scorer, but um, he has some pretty good qualities. And he was one of those players where he came in halfway through last year and you think, all right, well, maybe this year, now that he's had half a year, some of those yips will be gone. He'll be more comfortable. But he wasn't, he was in the B- minus squad in preseason. And now he's barely seen the field. I think he came on only for seven minutes so far. And it's bizarre to see, uh, you know, a DP striker put below Abu Dinladi. Um, because I, I think Adrian Nunu, he, he missed quite a lot of goals last year, what, what he should have scored. But he, um, he, had, he had some good qualities. You know, he's, he's a player you could see being a pretty decent MLS goal scorer. And uh, yeah, so the, the rotation continues. I don't believe that this is going to be a year where the last two years we brought in um, Juan Agudelo, Kai Kamara, Fernando Adi, all these guys who, you know, you're going to see about four appearances and then they're going to disappear and they'll only be tri- like basically just trivia uh, trivia material. Yeah. Yeah. Remember sometimes uh, uh, the athletic writer, Jeff Reuter and I will record a podcast called uh, Remember That Guy. And we'll just say names of people who maybe had, have- three appearances for minnesota and then i like this idea i like
0: this concept (laughs) well uh all right before i let you go um i i feel like i i would be remiss if i didn't ask what the weather's looking like i know uh it can be very unpredictable this time of year uh and and i i'll probably I, i would love for you to weigh in on the uh national crisis that was deciding to play a U.S. national team game in the dead of winter in in Saint Paul. Sure, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, that my uh, my my pinky toes are uh, will will testify to that. Um, so the the weather this weekend it should be like uh, in the
0: 40s or something like that. So just, just fine, normal, not, not, yeah, early spring weather. Normal. Right, yeah
1: we've we've had like 50 degrees and, and even 60 so far, and then it dipped down again. I think it's gonna snow here tomorrow but then that'll be gone so it'll be a, a fine uh game game day um the the national crisis i think um i'm kind of annoyed at u.s soccer for putting us in that place i um
0: that was where i that's how i came down on it like it's not your we, fault yeah
1: yeah we've never had a world cup qualifier and it's like you're only using us as a weapon as opposed to we've got one of the best stadiums in right. the country uh we've got a, a great fan base who yeah are extremely excited about finally having a world cup qualifier in our state. And so there's things like that where it's like, Oh, and you only use this for our coal. I don't know. It, but at the same time, it was fun as hell. Uh, I, I know like, um, I know that like a, a couple of the Honduran players um, said that they almost died or whatever, but um, <laughs> I had a blast. <laughs> I don't, we never heard follow-up on that. It was, like, I know. Really, Did uh, they die?
0: Did they uh, lose they appendages? No, no. Did they yeah, lose everyone, appendages?
1: As far as I know, everything is still stuck to their bodies. So um Matt Turner but, lost a foot, I heard. Yeah, he's yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but you know, he'll he'll make a comeback. So I, I would say from as a fan, I had a blast. Uh I mean it, it was it was really kind of a stupid game. Now do I like hope we ever do it again? No. Um was it as was it worth the kind of um hand wringing? Of Of the the national media, maybe not, I don't know, but I was pretty annoyed at least that it was like putting us because then that's all anyone could talk about, yeah, it's just like I mean Man, that's, I just want to watch soccer and yell
0: that was see that was my that was my it's not it was nothing against Minnesota, and I thought you're right, like the the discourse turned into uh it's dumb to play here, and it's racist that we're putting the game here, which I thought was like a silly. That not really pissed me off yeah yeah that like that seemed like a saint pointless is, is,
1: yeah saint paul is uh 60 people of color so i yeah,
0: wanted, it was
1: i was very mad
0: but it was an it was a silly like i i like and I, I think saint paul was catching a lot of strays and it was unnecessary and and from that perspective i just thought like my 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 personal gripe was u.s soccer is making a bad decision in creating this uh like they're looking for advantages where they don't need advantages right. and might actually be detrimental. And and yes, US we won the game, so I guess all and no one died. And so like all's fair. It all worked out in the end. I, I suppose. But like I'm also unconvinced that uh, that was a team we should have what was the score? Two zero. 0 honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. I forget everything about the game. I had a blast though. That's all I right. know. My, and it was my like, beer was so, frozen. Right great i mean which is i think it made for a lot of good stories and all worked out in the end it was just like my my issue all along was like we are uh, creating risk where none needs to be and uh you know whatever it looks like we're going to qatar so great yeah like i'm glad we got to see some you know i'm glad minnesota got a game i hope uh they're in consideration for future games uh you seem to have a beautiful stadium Maybe one of the most beautiful stadiums in this league. And uh, I'm looking you, forward you to it. You got to come visit my man. It's, uh, I, it's, I know now that Mark and Mark, our, our good friend, Mark Kastner is now is, I don't know if he's, he's not living there yet. Is he? He's not here yet, but at least the house that he he told me he
1: was getting, it's, it's a, uh, it's a quick bike ride up to uh, the stadium and my bar. So uh, everyone yeah. can sleep on his, on his futon.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to come out and sleep on this futon. And um, it's going to be the Mark Kastner derby. Derby, whatever we say. I don't know what we say in America. Uh, Derby. Uh, Derby. Uh, (laughs) But uh, anyway, thank you, Wes, for doing this. I know you have a bar to run and a business to attend to. And if you are in Minnesota, I would urge anyone or not. If you're going to Minnesota for this game, you're going to St. Paul. uh, You better go check out the Black Heart because it seems like it's like the place to be.
1: Yeah, Seattle fans have been really great. Um, last time last year, we had probably um thirty or forty in the bar. They were oh really my gosh! Great. They did start singing some Seattle songs, and I kind of walked over to them and I was like, on, hey, guys! I really love that you're here, but like this is also our house, so please don't do that." And they were they were <laughs> totally cool. Though I forget the guy's name. Uh, I'm sure you've met him. But very nice, but it was like, oh, okay, I think um I think for you guys, you actually have like Portland nearby. We have no rivals, right? So we Uh love entertaining fans and coming in town and talking to them. But like the whole, like being like acting like uh, that kind of behavior, we just never do because we don't have any teams like that. We're, we only right. do the drink ninety drink where it's like, oh hey, we're just buddies and singing songs in someone else's bar is like, oh no, don't do that. So, but everyone was very cool and they've also promised me this year they won't sing. So we're really looking forward to Seattle fans and uh, yeah, come out. We've got the All Star game this summer and that will be oh the wow absolute shit show in August. And so please come be part of the shit show or or stop by anytime if you're randomly in Minnesota, come catch a drag show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds, all of that sounds awesome. And uh, yeah, well, let's look forward to a good game on Saturday. Uh, Thanks for doing this, Wes. I'm Jeremiah O'Shan signing off for uh, the Sounder at Heart podcast. Uh, We'll catch you next time.